Welcome back to Chunky Glasses the Podcast. Uh, I am Kevin. If you are looking at the title of this podcast, you may notice to yourself that uh, it says episode 100, and you may be thinking to yourself, well, it's it's a 100th episode. Are they going to do something huge? Are they going to do something massive? Are they, what, what's going to go on? Um, yes. Yes. Maybe. I, I, I don't know. Uh, we're not normally those kind of people. Uh, some people are like, you should have a show. I don't know about all that. Um, you know, you should try to book some huge guest. Maybe. I, I don't know. Uh, it didn't really work out. Uh, we, we actually did have what we had planned was a, uh, a live performance by an artist that we uh, enjoy very much here. That uh, didn't quite work out, so we're going to revisit that at a later date, uh, which got me thinking about what we do in the podcast is, uh, in general. Is So right before taping this, I sort of left uh, flying by the seat of my pants. Like, well, what the hell are we going to do? This has to go out on Tuesday. Um, and thought about how we started, which was just a, a dare looking around and saying, hey, we should do a podcast. And, and uh, well, how, how do we do that? And then, oh, well, we've got a laptop. We've got some mics. Uh, we've got an audio interface, a basement. Uh, about 20 or 30 beers uh, let's give it a shot uh, that was 100 episodes ago uh, along the way uh, we have sort of <laughs> varying levels of quality uh, and quantity I, I suppose uh, people have sort of come in and out um, and but uh, you know our sort of mission to talk about music uh, the way we feel uh, you all talk about it our listeners being you all uh that, that's one thing we, we've sort of held dear to and and enjoy doing uh right down to the way we do it which is quite literally just getting together in my basement uh on a saturday or sunday and shooting the shit um so we did that for a long time and then uh we didn't do interviews because uh if i'm being honest uh, they still sort of scare the fuck out of me. Uh, sitting in front of somebody who you uh, hold in high esteem, either as a peer or as a, a, a musical god, uh, is something that, quite honestly, I never thought that I would be doing. But, you know, there's a lot of things like that. Uh, and, you know, we are doing it. So, um, what I just landed on then, I thought about, well, all the ones we've done. And, you know, I thought about, like, the big ones. You know, we had... Uh, Nils Klein It's amazing um, Louis Weeks, a local guy Also amazing uh, Had, let's see Who did we, we have down here? We had uh, Coward Squire, local was great uh, Nick and Amelia from Sylvanesso uh, David Wax uh, Talked to Eric Polito from Midlake uh, A list sort of sort of Growing, Avers, I mean shit Jesus uh, uh, it was a fantastic conversation, but uh, the one that sort of kickstarted all of that um, remains one of my favorites, I think, and that is the conversation you're about to hear with Damien Girado. Um, this was about this time last year when Damien came through uh, on tour supporting uh, Brothers and Sisters of the Eternal Sun. It is... Um, it's sort of relevant because he's in town now. So if you are listening to this on Tuesday, get your ass to the Rock and Roll Hotel Tuesday night. I will be there uh, to see him uh, deliver a set that I am sure has gotten nothing but better uh, since playing at DC9 and since we taped this. But um, I found out a couple things in, in talking to Damien uh, for that podcast. Uh, first being that 
you know, musicians are honestly at the end of the day um, just regular people. Some of them don't want to talk, and that's fine. But some of them do, and, and some of them have really interesting things to say. Uh, Dorado surely did. Um, but it, it, it also sort of kickstarted, you know, sitting there with him and, and me and Andre, it was like, well, you know, this is, this is uncomfortable and this is weird because uh, we've never done stuff like this. But, um, you know, as it went on, it was like, wow, we can, we can really do this. So let's start asking people to do it. And that's how you get from there uh, to Nell's Club. Um, so, uh, it, it is from one of my favorite albums last year, uh, one of my favorite conversations we've had thus far, uh, with quite frankly, one of my favorite artists. So if that's not good enough fodder for episode 100, uh, I don't know what is. Uh, so without further ado, here we go. This is episode 100, uh, sort of a re re reintroducing a conversation some of you might have missed uh, with the astounding uh, Damien Gerardo it happens here and it finishes here two men enter one man nearly a two word review just a shit sandwich that right there he is a wonderful house I guess uh, we're here with Damien Gerardo. Thank you, sir. Thank and, you and, for... Uh, DC9. Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, two things, first off. Congratulations on the new album. Thank you. And I will uh, get the fan wankery out of the way. Are you okay. aware of how much awesome shit you've put out? Um, I'm not aware. Not aware? I, I'm not aware. That's good. That's good. For me, I just sort of make the records and yeah. call it good. All right. Yeah. All right. Hope it goes somewhere. That's what I say. It goes somewhere. Cool. I, I spent I spent the day personally like in the uh, Gerardo hole. Wow. Like, just yeah. listen. I was cool. like, well, shit. I like. I gotta have something to say to the guy. Yeah, yeah, all right. <laughs> and you know, then we talk about the music and, I got, yeah. you know, and how. That and you're chipper. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Surprisingly chipper yeah. from being the the Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, actually, the next question is like, let's talk about the songs that you don't want to play right, anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Lots of songs I don't want to play. Are anymore. there? Oh yeah, tons of songs I don't want to play anymore. Is, it, is it just a matter of? They were so like personal, like indirect when you wrote them. Mm, no, or, it's just that there's there are they're just too dark for me now. Yeah, because mm, they they're just they're they're. I think that was at a time written at a time where uh, the depression of the songs or the sadness of the songs was sort of a comfort, and now it's yeah. just sort of a. And now you're just sort of like. I know I can't do that anymore. Yeah, no, that, that makes complete sense because yeah. you sort of move past yeah. that as you. Yeah, you, you need to move past yeah. it. Yeah, and you have to move past. You do. It. You do have yeah. to. Yeah. Um, 
do you think writing the songs kind of help you move through some of that? Uh, yeah, but I think like I think uh, I mean there's definitely I mean I'll say it, there there are two eras of the songwriting uh-huh. life so far, um, and it's it's um, for me it was the sub pop years mm-hmm. and the first few years of Secret Canyon um, from. So basically, the first it's like three. So far, now it's three chapters. It's Waters yeah. Avenue yeah. South, Die Brick Chairs, which is the sub pop years, which is my wandering years, and then Where Shall You Take Me um, to On My Way to Absence. I'm sorry, to Call the Trees. Yeah, and that to me is like um, my you know my first secretly years of. Um, I don't know what you want to call it. Depression, I guess. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. sad, really dark times. Yeah. Um, and then from St. Bartlett to Brothers to and now. Sisters of the Eternal Sun, it's sort of like my light period. So yeah. Okay. So so going from St. Bartlett, I mean, that, uh, is that when you first started uh, collaborating with Richard Swift? Yeah, that was the first record. Is has that like been a factor in like the, the lightness? It's like that like yeah. collaboration been. It's it's been a f- that's been a factor, and I also think. And there's been, I've had many factors. Yeah. You know, Richard was a huge factor um, as far as, like, the sound and just, like, the overall freeness of everything. Um, I also, I contributed the whole light lightness, I think, uh, to also to my own, you know, uh, my own faith. Yeah. My, my own spiritual faith had a like, huge part of that um, as well. So I think those two. I think those two things, my spirituality, but also like working with Richard, those two combinations of things like really had a huge part in where I'm at now. Um, which isn't that surprising, you know. I mean, I I recall I, I, rec- I keep recalling um, an interviewer I did this to the other day. So he said the same thing. Um, mm-hmm. That reminded me of reminded him of when John Coltrane. Right. Yeah. You know, sort of making his. The more spiritual records that he made, yeah, yeah. the more out there that he became. Sure, sure. And for me, so I think the same thing is happening. Yeah, the same thing's happening. And, and actually, that, that's sort of one thing we were going to talk about. Like, there has been a progression from a certain sound, mm-hmm. singer-songwriter sound, yeah, very, yeah. like to the early records, and then once the I guess the Swift era, like yeah, I yeah. work with them, is become aggressively a little more psychedelic, mm-hmm. to where like the new album is like I'm actually still. I, I love it, and I'm still trying to wrap my head around yeah. it in a very good way. Yeah, because because it's just I like, like that. I'm still trying to wrap my head. I love yeah. that. That's yeah. good. Because, that's how it should be. No, it yeah. it should be because I felt uh, so. We, we reviewed it on the podcast last week, yeah. and I was like, I'm not sure if I can say outright buy it because mm-hmm. it might freak you out. Yeah, but yeah. but I definitely qualified it <laughs> yeah. like yeah, yeah. with that yeah. because might need some time because to it process does. This yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and it's one of those that like just keeps like hitting on like different. Mm-hmm. Listens and stuff. Yeah, yeah, you find like even uh, from like the first song, uh, "Silver Timothy," mm-hmm. uh, and then like you hear the song like "Metallic Clouds," yeah. like which right. which is like for somebody. I'm I'm over forty, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and huge Floyd fan, and mm-hmm. that like touches on like that mm-hmm. sound totally. And but it, it makes sense in the context of the album. But then mm-hmm. the whole album just goes sort of bluey from there. You're yeah, like, yeah, yeah, Holy yeah. Shit. Like, yeah. 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 Um did you feel and, and I know this is the second part of a concept of mm-hmm. Maricopa, mm-hmm. did you feel or was that intentional as far as going like further out there? 
further out there, I mean, as far as the psychedelic sound. Yeah. Uh, you know, it kind of was because in some ways, um, because for me, you know, Maricopa is centers around one person who was a, um, I mean, in my in my dream, I had he was a musician mm-hmm. who is from the I don't want to say sixties. I want to say like seventy two, seventy three era of of music. Sure, where it's fresh out of the love peace movement, and people are like seriously still on a lot of drugs. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, um, it's sort of like where the the LSD is fading out, but the cocaine's coming in. Yeah. Yeah. That era. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That era. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, so in Maricopa, you know, we find that guy just sort of like, uh, nothing is the news. is like the first song on Maricopa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to replicate him like in a, in a bad trip. He's having a bad trip. Well, I know mid-song, That's he definitely actually, yeah. uh, gives us a signal yeah. that it may be happening. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's something you do on, on Silver Timothy yeah. that you did on that as mm-hmm. well, vocally, where on Nothing is the News, it's a switch with the guitar and vocals yeah, and yeah, you're processing yeah. Yeah. and honestly from that that was the hook yeah. for the whole album yeah, it's like yeah. you weren't like I'm listening I'm just gonna listen to some song you're like oh shit I'm in mm-hmm. yeah. you are in it yeah, yeah and you have to listen something to that. switch when you give yeah. that scream and nothing yeah. is the news like mm-hmm. that's like the yeah. you know strap in yeah, here yeah. we go yeah yeah. yeah. and on Silver Timothy like you did when the vocals come in yeah. you're just like oh yeah okay yeah. we're back to it you're back so, to it yeah yeah so it's a uh, um, it's funny it's you know I I've only, I used to do hallucinogenic drugs sure. uh, but I started at a very very young age I'm I'm 41 now mm-hmm. The last time I did anything hallucinogenic, I think I was 16. Okay. That was the last time I did anything. Yeah. Um, so, and it's, and at 17, I became clean and sober. I stopped drinking. Right. I stopped taking drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but for me, I, I wanted to duplicate another, you know, the psychedelic is so tied, closely tied in with, you know, obviously LSD or whatever, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah. for me, you know, for me, it also is, it's also tied in with, for me now, actually, it's also very tied in with, again, my faith. Mm-hmm. And that is, you know, because I think like there's, there's a lot of biblically, I think this, the, the Bible itself is very, very psychedelic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're talking about a guy who can heal blind people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Multiply yeah. Yeah. fishes yeah. and loaves. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, sure, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. And walk on water, yeah. raise himself from the yeah. dead, yeah. ascend into heaven. Yeah. That's a, I mean, you want to talk about a trip, man. That is a trip. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. And absolutely. so, um, so the character in the song, you know, I mean, on the, the, the album, more so in Brothers and Sisters of the Eternal Son, he finds himself knee deep. I mean, I mean, he is in, he is in this place. He's in, mm-hmm. he's yeah. living among these people, man, and they're waiting for the, the Messiah to come back by way of spaceship. I mean, okay. I mean, I mean, there's like there, you know, he's experiencing whole new levels of like consciousness. Yeah. But it's not. But it's all happening without drugs. Right. Okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's all happening. You know, the song we were talking about today in the van, um, and uh, you know, the song "Silver Donna." Yes. Yeah. The, the longest yeah, song yeah, on the record. Yeah. yeah. It's it plays out like a mantra. Yeah. Because in my mind, I'm picturing him in this sanctuary, 
And you've seen, you we've all seen footage. If you have, you could YouTube this. Yeah. Footage of like, you know, Pentecostal movements where people are flailing on their backs in the aisles oh, yeah. with their eyeballs rolled up on their heads yeah, yeah, yeah. and shaking Absolutely. of arms, man. Yeah, yeah. And they're speaking in tongues and it looks like a giant acid trip. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, when the spirit yeah, yeah, yeah. when the yeah, spirit yeah, hits you, yeah, yeah. it is it is yeah, like I a say high. Being from the south, like I've seen yeah. it in like you are you exactly like, talking yeah, about. It, yeah. is, it is a high, man. It, it is yeah. yeah it, it is, is a high. Religion is is a very um, yeah. potent. Yep. An affecting it, thing. It's an affecting thing, man. And, I, and, I'm, yeah. and I'm a firm believer when the spirit gets a hold of you, it is a trip. Yeah. It is the biggest trip you'll ever be on. And for me, that's what happens in Silver Donna. Because mm-hmm. okay. to me, in Silver Donna, the spirit hits him and boom. And that's why there's so much repeating of the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it becomes like like a chant or a mantra. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. They're deep in this trance. You know what I mean? They're deep in this trance and feeling the spirit. That's what that song is about. So there's so much hand clapping and percussion. Yeah, it sounds like a revival going on. Yeah, sure, know? sure. Yeah, absolutely. So that's what's going on, man. You know, but it is. It's purely psychedelic record, man. And yeah. you know, I mean, I want to. I'd never thought in a million years I'd be considered a psychedelic artist. Yeah, I don't even know. Like, if if I would say, like, consider you a psychedelic artist, I think, I think there's, I think there's an art to psychedelia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I and I think, like, in hearing this, it's it's. I think you might have like gotten close to perfecting it. Yeah, that's cool. As, that's as, good. No, no. as, that's a, awesome. as yeah. a great songwriter, I mean, because I mean, it, one thing we've talked about uh, in the past few weeks in the podcast is that there seems to be an undercurrent of psychedelia sort of coming back. Not not like lazy psychedelia, yeah. like honest to God, mind-blowing shit. Yeah, yeah. It started with Tame Impala, which is oh, as good yeah. as Tame Impala is. It's great stuff. It is very rote and like, mm-hmm. okay, this is what's going to blow your mind if you're at yeah. the show and you have yeah. uh, the screen. Whereas, but like, the, your new album is sort of... Uh, like a horrifying type of psychedelia mm-hmm. in a in a very good way, mm-hmm. um, and that's the way I think it should be because yeah, it's yeah. like it forces you to like you'll be listening to it and you're forced to just like what's going on. Yeah, yeah. sometimes there's almost place. yeah there's almost like it's not. I want to use the word uncomfortable at times. Sure, of course. Because it, no, because sometimes it puts you in a place where you're like I haven't really had this sort of feeling yeah. before. Yeah, and maybe because like you. The reason that is, and the reason that is, I'm glad you guys caught on to that, because the reason that is, is because the story itself, it's not, you know, it may come off, you might, you know, you might, I may describe like, oh, you know, the Holy Spirit's in it, he's waiting, they're waiting for the Messiah, and it sounds like this golden-like thing, but the reality is there's a key line, there's a key line, um, lyrics in this, in the song Silver Malcolm, mm-hmm. where the lines are, um, the lines are, um, I'll have no one to talk to if I'm left behind. And that is the key uh, okay. line in this album because they're all going to heaven, yeah. but he yeah. has no idea if he's right. going to make it. Right? Oh, okay. He may not. I mean, like the Lord may come yeah. back in a spaceship. They yeah. all may go back, go up, but he may be left behind because he doesn't know. If he's yeah. if he's saved or if he's not saved, he has no idea. He doesn't even know if he's dead or alive. Right. Yeah. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. 
Absolutely. So he, so made, he starts so questioning that. He starts questioning that. Yeah. Well, you you start, know? So it's a questioning of reality. Totally. Which I think plays into that whole psychedelia totally. thing. Where yeah, it's yeah. like, okay, let's, let's question. And I think LSD kind of helped yeah. people start to question that. Exactly. And, and have a, start having an open conversation right. about it. You know, right. people like Aristotle and Plato had these conversations oh, yeah. 2,000 years yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it was part of, and actually philosophers talk about yeah, it, yeah. That, that we're not maybe... It's amazing that 2,000 years have gone by, but we're, we're not having those conversations still no. as part of our, say, daily conversation. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, think about, think about the feeling that you get. I don't know if you've ever experienced this feeling. I've had this feeling before. We're like, you, you know, it's the same feeling that you get of like, you missed the last bus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, I, you, now you're I, stuck yeah. with like I, I think, this. I think like, the kids fuck. refer to it as yeah. so much. How am I going to get home? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's the feeling he has, yeah. but it's eternal. Yeah, I may be stuck here for the rest of my life with no Nobody. one to talk to. Yeah, and how am I going to deal? How am yeah. I going to process that? Yeah, I mean yeah. it's a very it's you know Richard said this too. Richard was like you know this is a very not only a psychedelic record this is a sci-fi record man. Yeah, well that's what I was. We're, like, we're getting. I was <laughs> yeah. like, is this like a dystopian future yeah, album? A, yeah. Like very where? Much so. Yeah, that's what I started to process. Like I'm like, what's the what's yep. going on yeah. here? Yeah, I mean people are in robes, man. They're silver. Yeah. I mean they're so that's yeah. It's very space age. I mean God's coming back to Earth in a spaceship. Man. Yeah, you know, I mean, so all this is like 100% like a conscious effort to like, it, it's, it's all, it comes from a dream. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, so, wow, nice. so the three al- the last three albums you've mm-hmm. done with Richard Swift, mm-hmm. were all three of those part of this? No, con- no, no. It, or is they're this more only, of a, they're just more of a progression in sound. If anything, okay. you know, they're linked by sound Maricopa. And brothers and sisters of the eternal son are the, are the two records that are kind of much, it could pretty much be the same. It could pretty much be, a, be double, a double double LP, right. sure. Sure. like Rubber Soul and Revolver could have been. Yeah, 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 you know? exactly. That to me is like that. Sam Barlett is his own. Is his own. Sure, his own thing. Okay, sure. yeah. Is does that mean though that uh, Brothers and Sisters of the Eternal Son is that the story is over? or Is this going to continue? It's done. It's, it's done. done. Okay, right, it's done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You told so, the story. Put us in a place. Yeah, yeah. Put you in the place. And I've left you there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> May God save you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have a good time as you're oh, flying away on the spaceship. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> yeah, but but that's a good place, you know. When it, when I think about music that gives you an emotional response, mm-hmm. and that was the thing that I've realized from listening to your yeah. music is that it it elicits a, an emotional response, and sometimes it's not you know always happy or sad. Yeah. It's you know, like yeah. I said, it's uncomfortable or it's yeah. like. I'm almost like it. It puts me in a headspace that makes me start mm-hmm. to think about these things. Yeah. So I appreciate it. Yeah, you know? great. Yeah. You know, for me, I you know, I've been often been asked about influences on this on this record. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I didn't have much musical influence. I you know, it really like for me, my influences really came from hours of watching The Twilight Zone. Okay. I could see that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> the Twilight Zone, and also reading a lot of like a lot of sixties and seventies uh, uh, Christian books. Okay, yeah. that were based on like yeah, you know, uh, you know, who are these cults and what do they mean? Yeah, or, well, yeah. like when was the last time you watched uh, Soylent Green? Yeah, Soylent Green. I love that movie. So, yeah, yeah, see, so, so you could um, Brave New World, uh, Brave thing. New World. Yeah. yeah, this, this, and actually, uh, we we're talking about Hospitality's new album. You, you could yeah. put it up against. A movie like that and be yeah, like, yeah. this is just yeah. the soundtrack behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, so it is, like, it makes the sci-fi sort of mm-hmm. thing like that. Twilight Zone makes all the sense yeah. because mm-hmm. that's just 
a never-ending. I could see the guy. Also, who the, yeah. yeah, there was also there are also two movies that you can actually find on YouTube, believe mm-hmm. it or not, online. There's a there was a movie called. Uh, they're, they're documentaries. I think they're like only a half hour long. There's one called Future Shock. Okay. That's, that's, that's with Orson Welles. Believe I've seen Nice. It. You've seen it? I have not, no, but I will. It, it would be 20 years now, but I think yeah. You should go back yeah, and watch yeah, it. Yeah. Check this out, yeah. Future, when you see these two clips, I always tell people, if you can find these two movies online, watch them. And then this album will make complete and total sense. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. Okay, Future, Future Shock? Shock. And there's yeah. another movie. There's another movie called called The Sun Worshippers. Okay. S O N Worshippers. Okay. And this documentary uh, is a short half hour documentary about the or, uh, early what was considered the what did it mean in America the Jesus movement. Right, right, right. Sure, right. sure. And all these hippies were like, man, we're giving up LSD and we're tripping on the Lord. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. So if you watch the Sun Worshippers and Future Shock, you will understand brothers and sisters of the Eternal Sun and Maricopa. You'll okay. get it. You'll get it. And some uh, and a few episodes of the Twilight Zone. Nice, nice. Yeah. Interesting. Have you have you seen the, the film uh we're talking about the films a little bit, uh, Until the End of the World, the Vendors? I love that movie. Yeah, so it finally came back on like Did iTunes. It? Yeah, yeah. But okay. I, I mean, search, yeah. I, you can find like Italian. <laughs> I've been stuff. waiting for that movie to come out. Holy shit! In yeah. so long, for so long. Do you see the director's cut? I have not. It's and like nine hours. I know long. it's nine hours long. <laughs> but that's what. See, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like when you're talking it's about the sci-fi, the level yeah. that you're talking about, and infusing it into your album mm, yeah. in this album is that's the level that like we're talking. That's about. what I'm talking about. Because, that's the vibe. Because that mo- that movie is. Gorgeous. Oh yeah, and I and I, I I bought it and like I watched like the first hour. It's three hours uncut. Like the director's mm-hmm. cut is like I said, it's nine hours, mm-hmm. um, and there's no subtitles. None. So yeah. you better know it was like eight languages. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's one of the most amazing movies like I've ever seen. I've ever seen. Yeah. 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 Because and and it it trumps like his Wings of Desire. Yep. Yeah. Far away, so close. Like it, just in space. But um, like yeah, that sort of thing. Um, like maybe you should soundtrack that. Album. Yeah, <laughs> like, that would be amazing. Yeah. I don't know. But even high, I saw that in high school. Uh, yeah, and I remember seeing that in high school. I remember having even then it had a, had a profound effect on me that made ripples. Yeah. If if you saw it, me. Oh, so, so you're forty. I'm actually forty one. So we're we're the okay. same age. So I saw it in college. I yep. think it was like sophomore year of college, and it was a shut the phone off. Yep. This is happening right yeah, yeah. now. Right. And you watch it, and you just, like, get up, and you're like, I'm not really sure what happened. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, yeah. and think about it for a while. And I've been trying to explain it to Daria. Like, she's like, what is this movie about? And I'm like, I don't. I don't just, even know if I yeah, know just, yet. Yeah. I'm going to need a little time here. See, but that's what I'm saying. That, that, to me, is, like, the exact same feeling that I wanted, like, this new record to have on me. Yeah. Well, you've succeeded. I mean, like you, because Vim yeah. Benders had this way, and, I mean, especially with that movie. Yeah. Um, where he created this world that was on Earth. Yeah. yeah. This yeah. existence that's on Earth. But yet, it's not real. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. here we have a guy inventing a machine that for blind people. For blind people, yeah. You know? There's all these sounds of, like, you know... Uh, you know, uh, pygmy music, and I mean, it's just like it's just crazy. Yeah. It's a crazy it movie. Is. And the end yeah. is like the most one of the most depressing. Like, yeah, whatever. Well, yeah, like, yeah. It's like you don't know if the world has ended or yeah. not, but yeah, yeah. it doesn't matter because they're basically like addicted to their dreams, right? And they'll be okay, uh, okay. right? And they'll right exactly, and they'll be okay. Everything's right. gonna be all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, 
So it, there's. And no- speaking of dreams, I mean, you know, this, you know, you know, this album is based on a dream. But you know, I talk about dreams. On Maricopa. I mentioned yeah. the word dreams a few times. I mentioned if you uh, dream one or two times on this new record. You know, yeah. it's like, you know, we are all we dream of. Right. Yeah. You know? Is that is that where you draw, like, a lot of your, like, content inspiration from? Or is that, like, just specifically for these two albums? Specifically for these two albums, yeah. yeah. Everything else is, has been pretty surface. So it's just a craft and mm-hmm. just like, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be a writer and stuff. Yeah. When, when you're writing, is it a, a writing, like... You, you feel the music first or, or you're actually like writing to a I, I want to write about this I don't I, don't, I never set out to write about anything no. in the past it's always been about like uh, you know St. Bartlett and uh, actually Cotton the Trees was a little bit like this Cotton the Trees so my last four records were mm-hmm. like this they were I would say intentional writing Okay. everything else has been sort of like eh, here's a song about a guy who kills himself or here's a guy you know, whatever. Yeah. Song about a, a, you know, serial killer. Um, those have been intentional writings, but they're, but they're not intentional in the fact that, and I mean, in the way that that I sat down and said, I'm going to write about this. It was more intentional in the way that it's like it came to me and I just did it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. So, so I'm sorry. That's unintentional. The intentional stuff is these you know caught in the trees up to now yeah because those were records i was like okay i needed like i need a part two to maricopa yeah i'm gonna intentionally write like seriously so the first wrong this first song i wrote for the new record mm-hmm. was uh return to maricopa okay like how far yeah. after finishing that was written last january okay yeah, because you're probably thinking, okay, sequel, like a film right. sequel. They always start with, you know, right. okay, just reminding you what happened right. last time, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get back into nice. this. Yeah. But yeah, is there anything else? <laughs> like, I'm. I'm. Do you have a sorry, Pink Floyd question? I, have, I mean, my I mind mean, is it, slightly blown right, right now. Is, yeah. <laughs> doors are in 11 minutes. Okay. Yeah. So if we can cover like all of Go Pink Floyd, yeah. uh, do you find yourself often just? Drowning in Floyd. No. No. Okay, yeah. I do not. <laughs> you do not. No. What is... Yeah. I only own two Pink Floyd records. Really? Yeah. The Which only ones? two Pink Floyd records I own are Piper at the Gates of Dawn uh-huh. and Relics. That's amazing. Because and I own, and I own a, a burnt, CD burned copy of, of Saucer Full of Secrets. Okay. I, I will send you Obscured by Clouds yeah. because yeah. it is... Metallic Clouds uh-huh. is that yeah. and, and actually... And, Dari meant this in all like compliment. Yeah, Oasis. Oh wow, <laughs> it's yeah. amazing. <laughs> yeah, it, if you listen to um, oh, shit, which song? It's it's off of what's the story in Morning Glory. Okay, but it but it, it skews it. They obviously pull from Pink Floyd. Yeah, and but it, really, you think so? Yeah, I, I actually really Oasis? think so. Oh, yeah. Oasis, wow. Yeah, yeah. They always struck me as like a more of a Beatles. They are, they but that's what I'm saying. Are, yeah. there, there's a, there's a Beatles Floyd thing, but but Oasis also pulled from like Floyd had a pop sensibility sure. in like, the other albums. <laughs> sorry. Yes. Now for the weather. <laughs> now for the weather. Sorry. Uh, Temperatures in sorry. DC are <laughs> <laughs> weather on the threes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, this, they did this soundtrack for. Um, you have to pay royalties on that now. Now there's in the podcast, don't you? No. Uh oh. <laughs> we'll sure, let's that. criticize that. Uh-oh, that yeah, song's yeah. the best ever. See, it's yeah. the greatest. Yeah, right, right, it, is, yeah. it is the greatest song um, ever. 
Yeah. So so. Anyways, uh, that that song in particular, like "Obscured by Clouds," is they did a soundtrack for uh, a French movie called like I think it was The Valley, and it had to do with like mud men and all this shit. Oh, okay, I don't yeah. recommend watching the movie. Yeah. Was it a bad movie or is it just? Uh, it's pretty bad. Okay. It's sort of French impressionistic stuff. Okay. But the soundtrack is amazing, and it is it is re- it was released the same day as Dark Side of the Moon, and it it just uh, released the same not, day. not same day same day same year. Oh, yeah. same year. Um. That wasn't that uncommon, though. No, yeah, that was not, not, not back then. then. back yeah, then. Yeah, not back then. Common to put but it, it, it was the last, like, gasp between, like, sort of that pop Pink Floyd yeah, to, like, yeah. the full-on, like, yeah. like, you know, classic rock radio Pink Floyd that sure. everybody knows. And it's fantastic. It yeah. is, it is, it sounds like a band. Yeah. And Metallic Cloud's, like... It, Sounds like that, yeah. Intentional or not, cool. And, yeah. and I mean that in like a highest compliment yeah. because, like, that's. I mean, I don't know. Well, here's the thing. I can tell you, um, Metallic Cloud musically, I think was inspired. Actually, it's really funny. Cloud and Cloud, mm-hmm. Cloud. The song Cloudy Shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, I, first, I'll say this. I'm, I, I'm, a, I'm a guy who jumps ahead of himself, so that's forgive right. me. It's fun. So, um, the I don't own. Like I said, I own the, only own those three Pink Floyd. Yeah. Things. The two albums on the CD burn, burn copy. Sorry, Pink Floyd. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, but I have, but I grew up around Pink Floyd fans. Sure. Oh, so sure, I remember sure. hearing songs like "Us and Them." Absolutely. Yeah. You know, so us so songs like "Us and Them," I would say subconsciously influenced songs like "Cloudy Shoes." With the echo that happens yeah, yeah. in yeah. Cloudy Shoes, yeah. Yeah. and also with Metallic Cloud, because it has that same like, bum bum yeah. bum, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But also, believe it or not, I'm, and I and I don't know. This is a very strange comment to make, but um, I don't own any Wilco records, for instance, right? Okay. But I've heard their songs, right? And I think that I think I've I've heard songs that I think I've heard. So those songs that I think I've heard before, right, right, right. Have also influenced really. So, oh, really? I could see that. I could see a little like Impossible Germany in there. Yeah, um, yeah something like that. Isn't that funny? An idea of what maybe this no, no, song no, sound no, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is a byproduct of being <laughs> I mean, right. like, like we, somewhere we both, around we both, it. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they sound like this, and I'm going to use that yeah, in my yes. next song. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, because we we both are like. Uh, very amateur musicians, mm, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I've been playing music since I was six. Yeah. So. Awesome. Uh, and I think you're sort yeah. of the same way. And there is a thing that we think about a lot, where it's there's stuff just out there, mm, and yeah. it's and it's, it's, kind of it's more ether. specific than just like the Paul Simon, like you're just tapping into it. Sure. It's like you have stuff around, and you think that like stuff you're coming up with it and it's awesome and it's like it's influencing like uh there's a baseline in the uh, in the chain yeah and for mm-hmm. years in like oh, band rehearsal yeah. i was like this, this is awesome what the fuck is like i right. can't i can't remember what it is fuck it it's ours yeah and then once yeah. we figured it out it's like it, oh it's the chain damn it, damn it. yeah um well, so i think th- when your your senses are constantly absorbing yeah. this yeah. stuff whether you're conscious of it or not yeah. it's just going in and your brain is processing yeah, yeah and then you you call it back and you're like I may have heard this somewhere. I have no idea if I'm pillaging or what, right. what's going yeah. on here. Right. <laughs> Dude, that's listening to this guy with diamonds. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It okay. Is? Oh, it, but, but at yeah, this people point, call you out like, oh, I don't know. I just thought of it yesterday. Yeah, right. Yeah. At this point, unless you're doing oh, a no. cover, you oh, with <laughs> <laughs> the weather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> at this point, unless you're like actually straight up covering it, like there's no. I mean, 
it has to happen. Sure. You know, you have to, like, even if you're not directly influenced in here yeah. and stuff. So, and, and I think, honestly, like, letting that not be so aware of it, like, produces better stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, yeah. without you saying that, I yeah. would never have said, it's Wilco. Right, yeah, yeah. You know, I yeah. mean, I, for me, no, for me, directly, it's, it's the idea of Wilco. It's the say. idea of Wilco. Yeah. And you have that. Yeah. And, stuff <laughs> and, that, and, and yeah, so. Like, this is what I think this song sounds like, or what I think it would sound like on, yeah. you know. Yankee Hotel Foxtrot, yeah, you know, like whatever. Yeah, is there anything like in like recently now that like you're listening to a lot that is like just completely blowing your mind or old or new? It doesn't matter. Either or. Oh, um, hmm. Uh, recently, there uh, the new James Vincent McMorrow record. It's actually good. It's really, it's really good, good, man. I was very surprised. I was the guy, like, the guy's got a voice. Holy crap, <laughs> that kid can sing. Yeah, um, very soulful. I just watched this. I watched this uh, performance of him online, with just him and a keyboard. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I told my girlfriend this. She, she's a big fan of his. I said. How is that guy sounding like he's this white Irish guy? Yeah. And he sounds like he's like deep soul. You okay, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, where's this coming where's from? Where's this yeah, coming yeah. from, man? I mean, but his record, I'm really into. I like his new record just came out. I'm really into that record. Uh, older stuff, um, just a lot of like a really obscure, you know, uh, stuff. <laughs> Linda Perhax, uh, yeah. Larry Norman, Grateful Dead. Um, just a lot of obscure records, you know. Yeah. Brazilian music, I like a lot of Brazilian music. Yeah, oh, nice. Brazilian jazz music. Yeah, the dead you can definitely fall into. Oh, a oh dude, definitely. I'm already in it, man. I'm already yeah, in yeah. a hole. I've like, long been in it, it, it. Like, there's when you have a box of what, like, at least oh my god, the tape collection I still have in my like, basement. Right, it's yeah. insane. My wife's like, "We're moving here soon. But what are we doing online? with these two thousand yeah, bootleg tapes in the basement?" Right, I'm like, "Because right. you forget how much room they took right. up," and I'm just like. But they, you know, it's yeah. so, you think about how much time you spent, oh, you yeah. know, recording each. I'm like, I added it all up, and I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, the amount of time I sheer time this is yours, yeah, this is yeah. mine, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that was a bonding moment yeah. that you spent with other people. Totally, yeah. that was like a community where you sat mm-hmm. with them and you hung out, and yeah. that was what you did, you yeah. know, together yeah. around music, you know, yeah. and it's all that was something they had. Yeah, I think that was very, you know, fairly unique that yeah. they had this community that was really tight. Yeah, and that really went outside of just you know going to a show. Yeah, yeah. totally. So. Totally. Yeah. Well, cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know how to stick the landing on this because it's been awesome. Thank but, you. Uh, yeah. But thank seriously, you. thank you for uh, talking to us. Thanks for, and, uh, thanks for doing what, you know, making the music. You're you very make. welcome. Yeah, yeah. We appreciate it. You're very and, welcome. And uh, good luck on the show tonight. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we heard soundcheck. It's going to be fucking awesome. Cool. Yeah. So. yeah. Great. Great. Yeah. I was, it's kind of been, a, I've been, a, this has been a long, long debate, like whether you're the band or they're not the band. And for me, it's like, I told an interviewer this a couple days ago. I was like, I'm not doing the band thing because the record is the record. Yeah. And it's the first record I've ever made that I, I've ever said this about anything. That's what I told the interviewer. I said, this album does not need me. It doesn't. <laughs> this album does not need me, man. Yeah. This guy is a monster of his own. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, for me, it's like, I've built, I'm just, I'm Dr. Frankenstein. Yeah. Okay. This is Frankenstein's monster. No one's going to be looking at me, man. Yeah, yeah. Even looking at this record. You're behind the curtain. I got nothing to say. Yeah. 
yeah. about this record. You know what I'm saying? I always say, like, you want to hear the record? You want to talk about the record? Listen to the record, man. Yeah. All yeah. your things yeah. will be revealed in time. I you know, because yeah. there's, there's stuff I don't even know. Yeah. There's stuff I don't even know, man. It's almost like, it'd be like, do you have any kids? No. Do you have any kids? We have cats, not. though. Okay. So yeah. Cats. Say, okay, nice. Cats. We'll say you have kids. kids. Yeah. But a kid, if you like, you know, you know, your wife have a kid. Uh, or girlfriend of a kid, the kid's gonna grow up and do its own thing. Yeah, yeah. It's a part of you, but that kid's a- not absolutely, you. Absolutely, absolutely. That's exactly how I feel about this record. And that's uh, exactly. But you got to go and represent your kid. And that's exactly. Ah, well, uh, okay, yeah. So you're like at the PTA. You're the PTA meeting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and each show for me, every concert for me is like a PTA. Meeting. Yeah, yeah. I'm going as representative for this kid. Yeah, yeah. It's an it's amazing a, way to look at yeah, it. That's yeah, exactly yeah. how I feel about this yeah. record, and I can't say that about any other record, man. Yeah. Not even Maricopa? No, not even Maricopa. Okay. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've done an amazing job. Thank you. One, yeah. so. Thank you. And, and if it means you're the PTA, then you are the PTA. I'm a, I'm yeah. a PTA, man. I'm a PTA. All right. Cool. Awesome. So. Yeah. So we're pushing doors back. <laughs> we are pushing doors back by 10 minutes. What's if the weather, Andre? The the extra extra time. time. Get going. Maybe my wife will call me again. Yeah. You know what's funny? Now, speaking of sax solos, that's a famous solo. However, yeah. what about the other sax solo? What was that? You know what I'm talking about? This, are you doing Final Countdown? Yeah, yeah. No. Oh, oh, oh no. Uh, Jerry Rafferty, Baker Street. Oh, yes. okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, now, yeah. that's what I'm that's talking true. about. That's true. <laughs> so, that's what I'm talking about right there, man. Turn, so, folks, we're going to stop it now. We got it. Hold on. Bob Seger turned the page is pretty epic, too. He did. Yes, that the is beginning, the beginning, the very opening. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, you're like if you're on a you know a dark highway and that yeah, comes yeah, on, yeah. you're like, all right, here we go. <laughs> I, I think next time you come yeah. through DC, yeah. we just need to do a sax podcast. I be in on that, man. Right. You know what's really funny? Yeah. I, my booking agent, he said when I was over there a couple weeks ago in Amsterdam, he said to me, he goes, I know what your voice reminds me of. I said, what? He goes, it reminds me of a tenor sax. The tone of my voice, oh, I, I, okay, my, yeah. sing, my, my singing voice. Actually, when you, yeah, I can hear okay. that. You know, it's like, because he said a good example of that is a song. You look, like you go back and listen to the, your vocal part, especially in Silver Timothy. Yeah. Well, that's that, that's okay. actually. Yeah. yeah, we're back in it now. Yeah. So that, what what I was talking about is like that. There's a range where you get up to, and hearing yeah. you talk that yeah. you would not expect. No, no, no. And but there's a range you get up to. But in Silver yeah. Timothy, you do that, and there's layers of it, and it, mm-hmm. and it is is like very specifically odd because it yeah. sounds mm-hmm. human, yeah, but then really doesn't, and yeah. it sounds alien, which plays into the themes of the thing, right? Yeah, and and right. I'm I'm guessing that was your intention. That was, my and intention. that's a fucking excellent mm-hmm. execution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, and it, it was the first time I heard it. I was just like, uh, "What? I can't, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What, right. what the shit is going on?" And like, like, okay, right. yeah. I guess we're in now. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And, yes. and it was that like that moment in nothing is the news. Yeah, yeah. You know? similar. Yeah, it was yeah. a very and, and it's a, it's a good trick to have. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I mean, yeah, using the voice not just to convey like language, yeah, yeah. but to, using it as an instrument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was listening to a thing on NPR yesterday where they're talking about scat artists, yeah, and how learning how to do that, and mm-hmm. you know, learning how to use your voice as an instrument, mm-hmm. and how that's a different set of skills than say, who was know, the who was the who was the artist who did um, girl from uh, boyfriend girl from Panima. 
We can find this out. We have. I, remember, I, don't, I, I can never remember her name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it wasn't uh, the Midnight at the Oasis lady. Either. No, but her voice to me, like when I did Silver Timothy. Okay. I and and also with other songs I've done, her voice and also people like Chet Baker. Mm, okay, yeah, yeah. Came to my mind. Interesting. Because their voices sound like horns. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. They have the same timber. They have that yeah. same timber. Yeah. Bum, 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 bum. You know? Yeah. It is Astrid Gilberto. Ah, Astrid yes. Gilberto. yes. Astrid with a U. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, to me, like, that's... When I did Silver Timothy and I've done other songs, I'm just like, man, that's, that, that sounds cool. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Chet Baker, same thing. There was a certain, like... You know, punch, but like soft punch, he had to his voice that reminded me of like a Charlie Parker, like yeah, you yeah. know, yeah, saxophone, yeah, you know. So, unfortunately, the saxophone just, just gets a bad rap. It saxophone, yeah, saxophone, because it's awesome. I mean, I, you just, I, I wish there was more clarinet, dude. I totally. love uh, like hearing Heck someone yeah. play the clarinet Heck for some yeah. reason. There's something about it. Yeah, yeah. I used to go to my grandpa's house and he'd listen to all these yeah. old records where people were rocking yeah. on the clarinet. And I just, there's something about the tonality of a clarinet. Klezmer music. It, yeah. Great clarinet. Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. Dang, Big man. time. You know? Yeah, in Eastern Europe, they use that a lot. Definitely. Yeah. He's going to Eastern Europe. Yeah. Are you really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you Turkey. There? When are you going there? Uh, in August. Oh, wow. Yeah, we're moving there. Crazy. Yeah, for two years, so. Wow, dude. Definitely excited to learn, you know, about the different yeah. you know, types to get immersed in the music there. Istanbul? We'll be in Ankara. Ankara, so like okay. North Central. Yeah. Yeah, in the mountains. Wow, that's so, a trip. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. Have I'm you excited. toured over there much? Like, I'm going to uh, be in Turkey Europe? this summer. Oh, you are? Oh, nice. No shit. First time. Oh, nice. In Istanbul. Yeah. In Istanbul. Oh, you'll have a blast. Yeah, I can't wait. You'll have a blast. It's a great time. And I'm going to go to Israel this summer, too. Very oh, nice. nice. i play a show. Oh, nice. Very nice. And in Greece for the first time. Oh, wow. It's crazy. <laughs> Well, awesome. I'm going. To, I'm doing a lot of these shows just, in Europe this year. Just yeah, yeah. blowing minds all over the blowing place. Exactly. <laughs> Actually, I'm. I'm. I'm very. I'm very excited about going to Greece for two reasons: the food. Oh yeah. And there are some pretty good '60s psychedelic Greece uh, sure. Greek music. Yeah, yeah. Is there a scene there? Oh, dude, in the '60s. In the '60s. Yeah, oh, yeah, the 60s, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's like a crazy psychedelic music. You know, yeah, there was some weird stuff up coming out of that whole region. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, I thought of someone who I've been listening to a lot lately. Uh, there was a '60s or a '70s artist named Sandy Bull. You know Sandy Bull? Uh, name sounds familiar. You got a song? Instrumentalist. Get something? No. no. Okay. No. You should check him out. Should check Sandy him out. Sandy yeah. Bull. Sandy Bull. Like okay. the bull. Yeah. Yeah. We'll check him out. Uh, I think we were just told two right. minutes. Cool, man. Cool. So we'll wrap it up. Yeah. Again. Thank you, sir. Thanks, man. Yeah. Good yeah. talking to you. Enjoy great. the show, man. Thank you, man. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. There is your interview with Damien Gerardo, episode number 100 of Chunky Glasses, the podcast now about to be in the can. Um, I mentioned up front some of the artists we've talked to. Uh, I really want to thank all the artists we've talked to, uh, whether you came down to the basement, uh, hung out on the couch of a creepy guy, 
I'm not, wait, I'm not creepy. Just a guy that could potentially be creepy, uh, that you don't know, uh, and found a uh, good conversation and snacks or whether you took time out of your, your busy day, uh, to indulge us before a, a sound check at the venue, uh, or whatnot, or, or on top of, on top of a roof bar. Uh, thanks to all you guys. Uh, the list is, is there in the show titles, the episode numbers and, and all that, uh, Without you, uh, this podcast doesn't get boring, but uh, it sure keeps it more interesting. Um, of course, need to thank uh, the people that have, have made this podcast uh, getting here to episode 100. Um, it goes without saying, Paul and Andre, even though Andre uh, is missing in Turkey right now, <laughs> um, it could not do this uh, or could not have done this without without either of them. Uh, continues to shape, uh, I think from, from the very start, what we set out to do, uh, that, that tone, uh, was a result of the three of us trying to figure out what the hell to do. Um, so, you know, thanks to them. Thanks to, uh, Madeline Dutt. She, I mean, she works for the 930 club intern with us. Uh, we tried to teach her how to do a podcast. I think we just scared her a little bit. Uh, but, you know, it's actually her birthday when we're taping this now that I think of it. So happy birthday, Madeline. Uh, people like Adam who've come on board, uh, Carrie, uh, Susie, uh, Brian Gruner. Uh, we had Jared Nikolai, Ben Tufts, who's just, you know, is feeding me like local people. Uh, and not just local people, just like really damn good musicians having damn good conversations. Um, you know, even you know, Rusty winning the jizz all over the albums, uh, all all built this uh, to what it is now, which is eh, something, not something huge, but eh, it's something right now. Uh, so, uh, thanks to all you guys, uh, and then in the coming weeks, we're gonna, I think we're gonna ramp up the interviews again. Um, First one out of the gate, we're going to talk to the, the man behind Stranger in the Alps. He's got a new album coming out. Uh, then we might hit on a uh, Father John Misty album, maybe a Bjork album, maybe a Pond album, although we'll never hear that interview. Um, so we've got some good stuff coming up on, on the road to 200. Uh, hopefully it won't take us two and a half years to get there either. Uh, so, uh, and most of all, though, to all 11 of our listeners, thank you guys for listening. Um, we don't necessarily do this for our listeners uh but it does certainly uh warm our hearts to think that there are people who who are at least mildly entertained by our inane ramblings uh so thanks to you guys uh spread the word or if you want to be like patrick just come on email me come hang uh, i'll make you snacks uh all right there it is episode number 100 chunky glasses the podcast uh, we will talk to you guys soon